Hi guys, welcome back. This is Andrea Flores and this is my podcast called You're Doing Great, Mija. This is actually my third time trying to record this episode. <sighs> it's been a little bit of a struggle, but we're not going to give up. The first time my dog found my new running shoes and was biting them and like for some reason it was leaving his teeth marks all over them and um that was a mess the second time my wi-fi went out like has anybody else's wi-fi been going out this week like my at my job a lot of people's wi-fi is not working properly and like i don't know if it's apple trying to tell us to get new computers or i don't know like with this whole instagram facebook whatsapp lockdown you know the internet is going down who knows but we're here for the third time hopefully third time's a charm let's pray so but um again my name is andrea flores this is my podcast you're doing great mija and we're gonna just take 30 minutes to talk about um my story with running for office at texas a university a whoop if you guys don't know, um, I went to Texas a- Texas A&M University in College Station, and I was the first Latina to be senior class president in Texas A&M history. And uh, I, I wanted just to take, well, this is going to take some parts, honestly, like three parts. Part one is running for office, running for class president. Um, and I also actually ran for senator as well. No one really knows that, but I ran for two positions at that time. Part two is going to be my journey of being class president. That's a whole nother journey in and of itself. And then part three, I guess, is just like reflections or just college experience overall. Um, it was it was a fun time um, and I definitely can't crunch it all into 30 minutes for part for only one part so we're gonna split it up and so um this is running for office uh takes a and m so okay i'll uh shortly uh i'll you know i'll talk about what i'm wearing today i'm wearing um some levi's jeans i bought at the thrift store literally my favorite jeans i own they were only five dollars best levi's i love levi's you know like when you wear your jeans so much the belt loops come off yeah, I'm there on both sides too. Both of my bell loops came off from pulling up my pants so much, but I refuse to give them up because they're my favorite pair of jeans. Um, I need to go back to the thrift store. And then I'm wearing like a Nike crew neck. It's not by Nike, but it just says Nike. I buy like on this Instagram. And I'm wearing some uh, dunks, green and purple dunks, green, purple, brown dunks. They're called the veneer 2020 dunks. And I'm wearing some Brandy Melville socks. So that's my outfit for today. Um, overall, I had a great day. Um, and so let's get right into it. So, um, okay. First, I'm going to talk about like running, like, posi- like what positions. Okay, I'm just going to talk about it. Okay, so um, it's 2018. I'm a junior in college. Um I'm like already well adjusted with campus. I have my friends, you know, I'm like living it up. I'm like, I, I'm well 
adjusted to college life at this point, okay? And so I have a couple of friends who are senators on campus and um, like call, like senators for their college, right? So you could be like college of engineering, college of architecture, college of sociology. And so um, they were already senators for their campus or their college on campus. And um, I was really interested in running for for senator, right? And so um, they told me when the application was approaching to apply, and um, I was really grateful for them to for them to tell me, right? And so, <coughs> sorry, um, I I think you know what I think I cough a lot. I I rewatch a lot of my podcast videos, right, and listen to them, and I cough a lot. And I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I haven't. I've only started coughing since like around, like a little bit after college or something. I don't know. And I think it's because I just drank a lot of alcohol in college. Like, I'm here for educational purposes. I'm sorry, but the, you know, it's my podcast. I'm gonna be real. I think I just, I overdid it with the alcohol in college. But we'll talk about that like in part three or something. And I just cough. I just cough. I don't know. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I just cough. So I should probably, like, I think it's just all the alcohol I drink. But, but yeah. Okay. So um, they told me when the application was, was approaching to, like, apply. And it was on campus. It was, like, in a room. And so I remember I walked in. And um, you had to pay $10 per position. And, um I filled out my paperwork to apply for senator, right? My College of Agriculture. I was College of Agriculture. I think it was Life Sciences, College of Agriculture and Life Sciences or something like that. (coughs) So, and then I'm like, I filled out my paperwork and I'm like, oh, you know what? Something inside me is telling me to apply for class president. Like, it was very, this was a very last minute idea. Like I didn't, I I walked in that room only looking to apply for Senator. And I was like, you know, it's another $10 to apply for class president. Like, am I sure I want to do this? And I think I did it because I had just gone to an elector conference on campus. If, if you're at AM, I definitely recommend you check out elector. Um, it's like, it's held um, on campus, I think, every year. And it's like a bunch of women student leaders that, um, you know, talk about just like it's like very motivating. Talk about their journey of running for being a student leader. And I remember um, I saw I thought she was Latina um, as a student leader. She ended up being from the Philippines, but I thought she was Latina at the time. I think it was a sophomore when I when I went. And um, there's just something about seeing her on that stage and seeing her already be a leader, like told me I could do it too. I said this in another podcast episode, but um, that's why it's important to have women of color in like higher spaces and higher roles and student, like just leadership roles. So it was very last minute in this room to apply. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to apply for senior class president. Let's just go for it. And I did it. I got another paper, filled out my paperwork. And I remember I took a picture of like, 
both of my paperwork and I posted it on my Twitter at that time. And I was like, I'm running for senior class president and first class like campus senator. And um, and it's just started from there. And you only had two weeks to run your campaign, which I know it sounds so insane. But um, but yeah, so um, I'm looking through my notes. Okay, so um, you only had two weeks to run your campaign. So I, let's let's run it back a little bit, okay? Um, and okay, so this was like a full circle moment for me. So when I went, you know how I went to the elector conference on campus? I think I went like three times, right? But it was a full circle moment for me because the third time I went, I was the panelist. Like I was the woman on stage, which was very full circle for me because I went in a sophomore, you know, and being inspired by, you know, the women on that stage. And that inspired me to run to be a student leader. And I won. And then my senior year, I was a panelist. And they still have that picture of me um, on stage, like on AM's website. If you go like on the Women's Resource Center website under the Elector tab, like I'm, I'm on there like two times or something, like up, and it's already been two years since then. And so, um, so yeah, that was just a very full circle moment for me. And um, I actually did a speech. Um, for the Women's Resource Center, I, I guess we could talk about that in part two. But um, in summary, um, th- this speech is some. There's a speech that Cindy. Um, shout out to Cindy. Um, she she's like a sister to me. Um, and uh, Cindy and Joseph. Jo- Joseph is like a Latinx. He's a Latinx graduation founder. One of the founders. They like helped me. <laughs> they man, they really pulled through for me to get this uh, speech written, and and like they helped review it. And the speech was so good um, that they ended up asking for it to like gain grant money for the Women's Resource Center, um, and that was just awesome. Like it's a whole it's a whole story like that speech and like where I spoke and very cool moment. Um, I guess I'll just share it. like so people had to pay to listen to me speak at that reception. It was called like the leadership leadership reception or something like that it was only me the student body president at the time she was a woman as well I think she was only the fifth woman to be class pre- to be senior sorry to be student student body president in all of AM history and then it was the um, provost of the office of diversity she was like a very big deal it was us three and like People came from everywhere to like hear us uh, speak and like Reveille was there. If y'all don't know, Reveille is like our mascot dog. It was like a big deal. Like people had to pay $10 to enter. And um, that was like my first big speech of like my presidency journey. Um, and, And they had asked for that speech afterwards to like gain grant money for the department, the Women's Resource Center. So that was just awesome. And Okay, so now we'll go into like my campaign. Um, you only had two weeks to run, right? And um, there's like two things I did that helped me. Um, so I know. Okay, so 
there was this UT. I had a friend that was going to UT and he like retweeted somebody he knew that was running for like student senator or something like that. And her slogan, <laughs> I never told anybody this, but her slogan was minorities are priorities. And she was, um, she was a black woman and she didn't, I don't think she won, but I remember he posted like a picture of her button with the slogan minorities are priorities. Um, here's me like copying that, but um, it was such a good slogan, right? Minorities are priorities. And this was like probably a year or, or so before I even ran, right? Before I even applied for pres for class president. But it always stood behind my mind, right? And so um that's like one thing I I I took was like the minorities are priority slogan, which was my official slogan for class president. Um and then um the second thing I did was there was I well, I followed the strategies of the, so he was, he was like a former student body president. I think he was the first gay, uh, he was like the first gay man to be student body president in a &M history. Um, and his name was like Bobby something. Um, and I, he had like a campaign Twitter account. And I just like looked through that. I like stalked that whole account, like from beginning to end, like how did he run his campaign? Like, and what I what I took from it was like he really engaged his follow like he really engaged with his followers. He really posted about what he was doing on like a daily basis. Um, really, he like really used the account right. So I really mimicked how he did it for my campaign. Um, I I created my own senior class president page at the time. You know that now as of now that's deactivated. Like I deal I've deleted that um campaign twitter i deleted my twitter account since college like i'll go in, like probably part three we'll talk about how toxic it was for me um but i had my own campaign twitter and um you had two weeks right so there were very strict rules like like gave, they gave you like a packet like on, only these days you can banner at only these times you can banner um if you bannered if you had a banner outside of these dates you were disqualified um, you can only hand out flyers on these dates. Like it was very specific. Um, and if you miss anything, you would get or you, you you were easily fined or you were easy like you can easily get disqualified, right? And so I was just really scared about getting disqualified. I did get fined, and it was funny because later on when I was class president, um, some people are like, you get a lot of hate, right? When you're in the public eye, when you put yourself out there in any way, you're gonna you're going to be judged, right? That's just something you agree when you sign up to be a pub in the public eye, right? And I remember later on, people were, uh, I was posted on this, like, it was a big deal. It was like this A&M hate, um, what was it like? It was like this hate news on campus. It was like, like mood, moody. I don't know. It was like, it's like, we have we have the battalion, which is like the the AM's news like news source, like newspaper. But there's like there's like an opposite news paper, which is like all things hate uh, on AM. I forgot the appropriate like title of what, what it is, but it gets a lot of uh, attention, right? I remember one time I was getting hated on, and I think this would be part two, like while I was class president. And people brought up, I don't know how they found out I was fined during my campaign, but they would bring up like, oh, she was fine while she was running, like trying to bring up all these 
things I did that were bad. Like I, I was, I don't even remember what I was fined for, but something very like it did it. It was something really silly. And um, so yeah, that's like part two. We could talk about all that, all the craziness of being class president. Um, I hope my Wi-Fi does not go out in the middle of this because this is already the third time I'm trying to do this. Okay, so um, you only had two weeks right to run your campaign. I um. I had, thankfully, I had a, a lot of friends who helped me and they were all like in the multi, like my own, like my sorority friends, not only in my sorority, but like I, other sororities that I was really close to a lot of girls in other sororities and they just all helped me. And I, I'm not someone who likes to ask for help. So the honestly, the first week I did the work of a whole team on my own. Thankfully, I didn't have like any tests those two weeks or any big projects like um, I just had like little assignments. So I was really able to like focus on this campaign, which a lot of people don't. And I was very privileged with that. And um, but when I got to week two, I really needed help. And so um, my friends helped me like I remember one weekend, like they helped me um, paint my banner. Shout out to Sharon. She's still like my day one to this day she's my sister um she helped me I think she was like a junior no she was a senior at that time she was a grade above me and then Ariana helped me I hope you're doing well Ariana I haven't talked to her in a while but they both helped me like create this big old banner and it said Andrea Flores minorities are priorities with like a brown fist on that and I was so proud of it like it came out so beautiful and um and then my friend Carla, shout out to Carla. She was a an, a, a gamma. Uh, I wasn't I was in a sorority. Katie Kai. This was like a multicultural Greek sorority. This falls under like it's not the philanthropy, though it's not the white sororities. It's like the people of color sororities. And so Carla came through. Shout out to Carla. She helped me banner. I, some other friends helped me banner too. I I can't think on top of my head, but if you helped me hand out flyers banner you know I really like my friends really came through week week two when I had asked for it and um and yeah like we were bannering outside campus you know you got all like the white people walking by on campus and we're just standing there with this big old brown fist saying minorities are priorities on straight up on the middle of campus where everyone was walking through like through the MSC the MSC is like where everyone walks through from getting to class to going to the parking lot they're like that's where all the students are and so it, it was a big deal it was a big deal it was you know something people didn't really see often on campus you know being proud of being a person of color and like not being afraid to stand up on campus and so um so yeah we we did the banner we handed out flyers um we use social media like social media was a big big part of my campaign too because we had like the if you, if you guys aren't if you guys don't know like AM has the tamu follow follow train so when you're on twitter and you go to AM, every so often AM would like uh randomly like people um and like aggies randomly would be like hey uh tamu follow train it's like a hashtag and then people like hundreds you just start gaining gaining hundreds and hundreds of followers because all the out like aggies just follow aggies right and so we like i i kind of already had like my twitter established like 
my friends already had their Twitters established. You know, we're basically following following everyone on Twitter. Um, I know AM seems like a big campus, but it's really not. It's like a really small community. Um, and so we use Twitter like crazy, right? And like I was just blowing up on there. Um, hundreds of likes on my tweets. Um, my friends were like amplifying my tweets, you know, um, telling telling everyone to vote for me. Like it was Twitter was very powerful for us at that time. And I'm very grateful for that. And so, um, man, I, part two, I'll probably talk about how those hundreds of likes went into thousands of likes to millions of likes. Like it got, Twitter got crazy, like crazy. Like got, but like later on, like when I was class president, my tweets were getting thousands of likes, like 40,000, 30,000, like easily 1,000, like it and, and then, like, after I graduated, it was, like, a million, two million likes. Likes, not even views, likes. Um, but I've deleted that that Twitter account now. Um, it just was too toxic for me, um, which I'll explain a little later, you know. But um, I think when you're in that position, you'll understand, right? Because a lot of people are like, oh, you have you're, – you're getting all the attention. Why would you – why would you delete your Twitter? You have thousands and thousands of followers. You're getting millions of likes, you know, thousands of likes. Why would you do it? It's different. It's different when you're in the position, but I'll talk about that in like part two or something. So um, yeah, social media was a big a part of my campaign. And um, what I wish I knew, what I wish I knew before running for class president was like people people make a big deal out of this guys like they prep months before like campaigning starts like people hire students like pay them pay them to banner for them pay them people buy buttons people buy t-shirts like people put in hundreds and hundreds of dollars that probably thousands of dollars into these campaigns at AM. like it's a big deal and here i was the only woman running against seven men for the position of senior class president and I only spent $25 on my whole campaign and people were going crazy like I had no idea people hire social media managers people hire um outreach managers like to um connect you with all these orgs so you can speak to the orgs to like gain more votes um people hire um just like they have a team right like I had no idea people hired other students to be to have a team or I didn't even know people had a team like I thought you can just run by yourself but if you if I had advice for myself like if I was talking to myself before I did like before I was running I would have said Andrea if you're gonna run make sure you just organize yourself ask some friends beforehand if they can help you with like social media with reaching out to orgs, with um, just all these other things to create a team because you're going to need it, right? Um, but thankfully, I won. And uh, But yeah, I had no idea people put in thousands, hundreds of dollars into these campaigns. And so, um, yeah, I ran my campaign on $25. And um, I don't know how I did it. Like, 
gracias a Dios, I did it and I won. Like, I really, I really prayed. I prayed for this. Like, I, I worked my butt off. You know, I worked the hardest I could work plus more. Like, I put my all in it plus more in this campaign. Like, it was, it was rough. Um, but if you can have a team, that would be a lot of help for you if you plan to run for a student leader position or anything like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess I can also do a podcast episode on like running for like positions outside of college. I was in um, the inaugural class for the LBJ school at University of Texas at Austin, and it was the woman's. What was it? The um, it was like uh, it, it helps women run for office. Right. So if you want to run for office. The LBJ woman, yeah, LBJ Women's Campaign School. I was like, what? I was like one of the youngest. Like literally, we were there was three of us who were like twenty three at the time. Everyone else like could go up to like their fifties or sixties, and I was part of the inaugural class. And I think I could do a podcast episode later on on that, like how to run for office after college, because that's like a whole ordeal, you know, like. It's a lot more money. It's a lot more. It's just a lot. You know, I thought running for I mean, yeah, running for class president at AM was a big deal, too, because you need I needed thousands of votes to win. And if you like want to run for city council in your city, like you kind of like a couple hundred. So it's not even doesn't even amount to the votes you need for class president. But if you want to run for governor or um like rep um state representative <gasps> excuse me you need like thousands and thousands and thousands of votes so maybe i'll do a, a podcast episode later on that um i need to write this down running for office like outside of college okay i have to write that down or else i'm gonna forget um we literally have like five minutes left okay so i again i ran against seven men i was the only woman to run for that position of senior class president that year um i won by literally 18 votes 18 votes i won um which is crazy to think but i won and that's all that matters my slogan was minorities are priorities um I ran with that. I ran with that all the way. Um, I put it everywhere. Minorities are priorities. Minorities are priorities. And later on, when I was class president, that had a big impact on my presidency when it came to everything. Um, so, yeah, my slogan was that. Um, a lot of people told me I wasn't going to win when I was running. Like, people straight up came to my face, told me I wasn't going to win because of my slogan minorities are priorities and we go to a predominantly white institution and they're like, Andrea, you're not going to win. Like, look at where we go to school and other people. Oh my gosh. This other person told me to my face, like, Oh, when you announced your presidency, I thought you were joking. Like I didn't take you seriously. I am no longer associated with that person. Don't want anything to do with them. Um, out of respect. I hope they're doing well. But that like those were just some rude things I had to face when I was running. But I think 
what I told myself was just as long as I believe in myself, that's all that matters. Like no one else's opinion matters. As long as I believe in myself, as long as I know I can do this, that's the only thing that matters in this whole campaign. The only thing. And um, and yeah, it, isn't it so sad? Like guys thought I was a joke for wanting to run for class president. Um, I, uh, that just baffles me. Like women can be leaders and are leaders in this world. And like for someone to say, like for someone, like sometimes people just aren't going to take you seriously, but who cares, right? All that matters is your opinion and what you think of yourself. And, um, yeah, you know, I worked my hardest, the hardest I could work on this campaign, guys, plus more. I gave it my ultimate all plus more. Like, that's the best way I can explain it. Um, I already talked about how other people paid for a campaign team. I did not. But if you can, like, ask your friends to help you ahead of time, that would, like, just save you a lot of stress and um a lot of energy too um oh okay um so this is funny i i know we have like two minutes left but um i was so when you're a part of a sorority you just go to a lot of parties that's just how it is um so i was going to a lot of parties in college right and it was it's just like what you do right you don't like you're just going to parties like two three times every week right multiple parties in one night you know four parties in one night don't get home till like 7 a.m it's like that's just how it was in college which um yeah that's just how it was so I remember I was at a party and I had just announced my presidency and um because like that's where all my friends are right my friends are hosting the parties like my community is like everyone in my community is there like that's where all the Latinos are so I was at this party um, and I was just asking around, like, just for advice, like, what what should I do to help my campaign? Which I know it sounds crazy. Like, yeah, I'm that type of person that was at parties asking for advice on my campaign. Like, I'm the type of person before I turned 21, I literally took a water bottle with me everywhere I went. Um, I didn't drink nothing, nothing of alcohol till I turned 21 years old. Um, like I swear, like I, I always was, that was just the person I was. And if you knew me at a you knew that I waited until I was 21 <coughs> and, um, <coughs> here's me coughing again. Um, and I, um, I remember one time the cops came to a, a party and like raided the party and I walked out with the cup, but there was only water in that cup, right? And I walk out like nothing, you know, I'm leaving with my friends and the cop stops us. He's like, there better be um, water. He's like, he's like, what do you have in that cup? And I was like, I'm, I was like, I have water. You can check. He's all right. There better be water in there. And my friends to this day bring up that story of like how I had the guts to tell a cop to their face, like I have water and like, you know, like not trying to like be scared of them so um okay back to the main thing so I'm at this party and um that I see this this white guy right um and I, I I think I was talking to like a Latino guy you know a friend 
And then there was a white guy next to him. And I just randomly asked, like, what do you think I should do to, like, win or help my campaign? You know, I'm running for a class president. And he and like, I think his advice actually really helped me because his white perspective helped in a way, you know, to gain not only the POC vote, but the non-POC vote, POC stands for person of color. And he just told me like, you, you need to reach out to organizations, you know, reach out to like the, like the white sororities, like the Panhellenic sororities, um, reach out to like all these orgs, right? Try to be um, endorsed by people, by organizations. And that was actually really helpful. That actually ended up really helping me out. I, I remember emailing all these orgs on campus, all these Panhellenic sororities, all these, all these orgs on campus, like just not, not, not the orgs I was used to, which were just like the Latino orgs, like, you know, you're more, you have your Mexican Student Association, you have your, just all the, all the Latino orgs, right? It, it helped me to like reach out to beyond those orgs. And so that helped me a lot. Um, and, and if I couldn't speak to the organization in person, I just sent out an email with like what like a little bit about me like my little 30 minute speech um and they like shared it during their meetings which really helped me out so um yeah I never really told anyone that either that that guy at the party he gave like that was the only white perspective I took um during that whole campaign and it kind of helped me in a little bit so um that was that was really helpful and so yeah. Um, what else? Oh, the moment I won. So the moment I won class president, man, like I, I, I can't, I can't explain that feeling because I've, I've only experienced that feeling once in my life and it was then. And I, I hope to experience that moment again, because that feeling is just something you can't explain like it's just it's just like amazing like i it's un, it's unexplainable so um they were telling the results after two weeks right um after two weeks you were supposed you're gonna meet at the sully statue if you don't know sully is like is it's like sullivan ross it's a solo it's like the most race oh sorry he was a white supremacist he and like AM praises this statue right it's like in the middle of campus in front of the academic building and a lot of students of color do not like this statue because he um was a texas ranger he killed um indigenous women and children during his free time um so a lot of students of color don't feel comfortable being around this statue which i what it's really cool because after i won and like during my presidency it changed like it was results were always told in front of the um what was it like election results election results were always told in front of the Soleil statue always for many many years but after I was class president it's no longer told that the Sullivan at the Soleil statue they now um announce they now announce election results in front of Kyle Field there's like this other statue which I don't really know who it is but it's not as problematic I believe and um, I think that was really cool. Like, I think that just shows something about a little bit about what I like my like during when I was class president, 
how I changed perspectives, I guess you could say. But I I think that was really cool how AM saw what our voices were trying to say during my um camp during my presidency. And they changed where election results are being said from Sully to um in front of Kyle Field, which which is which was like it, it meant a lot to me. So um I'll go into part two with some Sully stuff, man. Like that was well, it was a lot of heat. The news was involved. Um, like local news stations were involved. It was a lot, bro. It was a lot. But um, so it was like it was like the middle of the night. I would think it was like nine or ten p.m. and um, election results were about to be said. And I'm in this pool of just like a bunch of white people, um, and I'm one of very few people of color waiting for election results that night. Um, and it's in front of the Sully statue. And I just remember looking up at the moon and I was just praying. Like I was just asking Papa Dios, like, please help me win, Papa Dios. Like, I really want this. Like, I worked very hard. Like, just please, Papa Dios, please, Papa Dios. And I was just praying and praying and praying before the lady came out to announce election results. And I was just praying and praying and praying. And um, she came out uh, standing on top of the Sully statue. And they're just announcing winners, right? And um, I have my camera on. This was like when I was using Snapchat still. And um, they're like, they're about to announce um, class presidents because you have your freshman, sophomore, junior, senior class presidents. And I'm recording on my Snapchat. And they said, senior class president, Andrea Flores. And I caught it on camera. And I started bawling. I I couldn't even cheer for myself when they said my name. Like, I, I can't explain it, but it was a very beautiful feeling. Like, something just happened inside of me. And I, I just, I just start bawling. I start crying and I can't stop. And, and the feeling, I just can't explain the feeling. Like, I've never felt this before. Like, when you work so hard for something. Like I, I know the feeling of getting into my dream school, getting into AM. That was that was an amazing feeling. But but this feeling was like beyond measure. Like I can't explain it. And I haven't felt it ever, like I ever since. But I, I pray to to feel that, you know, in the future, you know. And so um that feeling, like I I always just think about that feeling. But yeah, I um I hope when I run in the future, primeramente Dios, primeramente Dios, I can feel that feeling again. But um, when I won, I just started crying and crying and crying. And and then I'm in this pool. It's dark. It's not an actual pool, but like a group of like hundreds of white people. And I'm just, I'm in the, I'm somewhere in that group, big old group of hundreds of people crying. And no one noticed I was there because you know, as a person of color at AM, you're not really praised, right? So I felt alone in that moment when I knew thousands of people voted for me. Um, and it was just a beautiful feeling to like have had my name said and me winning. And I remember when election results were done, everyone found out all the positions that were said, everyone started to walk away. I had to report to like the front of the statue to like 
I think uh, like it was business was starting. Like I had meetings like already lined up for me. Like the first second my name was said. And I remember seeing all these uh, like a little group of uh, all the other students of color that ran for like um, the campus senator. And a lot of them had lost, but a lot of them, a, a, a few of them won. And I remember they told me like, congratulations. Um, I was just one of very few students of color that won. Um, out of like the grand majority and I just remember saying thank you and I remember I walked after I reported you know myself and got all the business details claimed my myself I went back to my car and I posted the video on my snapchat of me winning when they announced my name and I remember everyone was I was just getting uh, so many messages like like so many messages saying congratulations Andrea like we won like our community won it was just a very beautiful moment and I I remember everyone's like what are we gonna do to celebrate I remember this one guy he was like he was like a, a good friend but he actually really liked me a lot um but I didn't pursue anything with him I remember he texted me saying like let me know if you won or not and um I I messed up at first and I said I didn't win And then I, I responded saying, I did win. Um, and he's like, oh, my gosh. And um, and and I remember he told me, like, how are you going to celebrate? Like, let's go out. Let's go to Northgate. Northgate is like um, where it's like where all of our bars at to drink. Um, and he's like, let's go to Northgate. Like when you go to Northgate, like all your like everyone's there right all everyone I knew was there but I was just like I'm gonna go to sleep I'm so tired so I celebrated that night by going to sleep because I was extremely extremely tired I was just going non-stop for two weeks <laughs> and I went to I, I knocked out that night I knocked out um and And yeah, that was how that went. And um, and yeah, so I, I'm looking over my notes saying I missed it, but I missed anything. Oh, yeah, To I think this is kind of wrapping it up. I don't have any, this is like the last thing I have. But um, I I just think about it now afterwards. And like, I've had, I've had women of color message me I, even after I graduated, there's students who wanted to run for class president. I remember this one Latina messaged me and she's like, I'm running for class president. Can you help me? Like what? Like I just I helped her. I mentored her. I was really rooting for her. And um, ultimately, she didn't win. But I was very proud of her for putting herself out there. And I just I just thank I, I thank God for allowing me to win because It's not very common at AM to win um, as a student leader, as a being a woman of color. So I, I just really thank God for for putting me like just for, for allowing me to be class president. That was more than what I could have asked for going to my dream school alone. You know, I learned so much, so much so much being class president in that whole year. Um, I did a lot. I did a lot and a lot. And I 
I definitely felt the repercussions after I graduated, both positive and then the other way around. But it was a very busy year and that we will discuss in part two. Um, And yeah, that kind of wraps up part one. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Again, we ran over our 30 minutes. I know I'm so sorry. Um, But I'm I'm proud of myself because imagine if I didn't apply last minute to be senior class president. Like I only walked in that room trying to run for senator and and look at how much my life changed because of that last minute decision to apply and run and, and spend another ten dollars on uh on an application to run for class senior class president and I actually didn't focus on my senator position when I was running for during that campaign time. I, I fully focused on the senior class president position, but I actually got like a good amount of votes for senator. I didn't come in last. I I didn't win, obviously, for senator, but I didn't come in last, which was pretty cool. Um, I was like up there, um, but I, I didn't I didn't win for my college for senator. But honestly, I care more about class president. But I'm just I I know I'm. I'm doing great because I'm so proud of myself for putting myself out there for running for class president, for giving it my all. And I remember during the campaign, I I kept telling myself, like, in five years, this will be worth it. In five years, this will be worth it. Like, keep pushing, keep pushing. It was really hard. It was really hard during that time. But I just kept telling myself, like, I believe in myself, like, in five years, this will be worth it. And it's it's been worth it. It's been worth it in in more ways I can explain, but, but yeah, that's part one. Um, part two, we'll talk about when I was class president, like all the things I did, which, which was really awesome. Um, and part three, um, we'll talk about that later, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, I hope y'all have a good evening morning night whatever you're doing that it's great stay best stay blessed stay blessed you're the best you're the best stay blessed i forgot how which way to say it but thank you guys i really um am just so thankful for this space and thank you to all my friends that listen shout out to ale shout out to yvette they still text me. Um, thank you for thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Thank you for everyone that listens. I appreciate y'all. Um, if y'all have any feedback for me, DM me on my podcast Instagram at you're doing great me Um on Instagram at you're doing great Miha. If you have any questions I can answer in the podcast, message me on the Twitter. I mean, not Twitter. I don't even have Twitter. Message me on the Instagram. Um yeah thank you guys um and i'm gonna clock out for the night and uh, i hope you have a great day evening morning night whatever you're doing it's great okay um bye